Shuffle. Shuffle. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Kill Shuffle. Kill Shuffle with cats this time. That won't shut up. <laughs> yeah, there's going to be a lot of cat noises. Shit. Well, we'll deal with it. That's what happens when you get two cats, Dylan. Yeah. Anyway, I'm <laughs> Donald. I'm Dylan. <laughs> and I'll pay the price on this one. Um, and a, a, in addition to cats, we're also going to be talking about music. Yes. Um, Not the musical cats, but music. Oh, man. That could be that could be our, our album we look back at one week. Eh? Jesus, <laughs> the, the, the original Broadway soundtrack of Cats. Could you imagine? Yeah. Um, so this week we're going to talk about some new releases, including "Knowing What You Know Now" by Marmosets. Yes. "All Melody" by Niels Fram. Yes. Yes. And uh, "Catharsis" by Machine Head. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Question mark. Question mark. Um, and then we're also going to take a look back at the correct me if I'm wrong 2005 album by Nine Inch Nails yeah. called "With Teeth." Yeah. Um, so that's a really exciting uh, album to look back at because we talk about Nine Inch Nails all the time. Yeah, it's always a focal point. It feels like nearly. It feels like every week there's some band that's robbing generously from Nine Inch Nails or Trent's or just mind. Yeah, Trent Trent Reznor's <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. mind in general. So I'm excited to talk about that. Indeed. But um, yeah. Have you how have you been the last couple of weeks? Still, have you any uh, major news headlines for us um no not really i guess i guess the latest singles andrew wk has released have been kick ass mm? for me really for me in the party Great. the party music mind fantastic um, yeah love to see what he's doing yeah i i i um, was following a few new artists and there's one that uh i'm very excited to bring to the podcast next time yes. so that's always nice yeah. when you when you discover someone and then like the week later they release so an much album. i can't keep up with yeah it. it's it's been a crazy year so far so long long may it continue yeah. um but uh, yeah, and then of course you and I did did play our first gig in a while, which was good. Mm. Um, and we're going to release an album, or not an album, but an EP in a couple of weeks' time. By next by next time. Well, I don't know how long it'll take to master and all that, but it'll be out soon. Yeah, but I'm not really sure we could give our uh, objective opinion, so no. we might not. <laughs> we can't review it on, <laughs> on our own podcast. No. Nonetheless, keep an ear out for that. Um, so yeah, so I guess let's just get started. Yeah. So um, Marmosets are a band from. By the sounds of it, the north of England. I, I'm pretty Yorkshire. sure. Yorkshire. Not the south of England. It's no, very no, much no, 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 no. Um, and this is their second album. Their first was called The Weird and Wonderful Marmosets. Yes, yes. Um, and that came out in 2014. And as it's been pointed out, I guess that album almost set the stage for the weirdness of Brit Rock as it exists today, to a certain extent. Mm-hmm. The, um, the edge. Yeah. The edg- edginess. What, what, what bands are we talking about here? Well, back back in what era are we talking? Well, How between but like all the bands that, that have joined us since 2014, like Black Peaks, Black Peaks Arcane, Roots, Arcane Roots, oh, especially um, Arcane Roots. Yeah, oh. uh, you could you could you could probably maybe throw Creeper into that mix as well. Yeah, um, just, just the whole kind of breath of fresh air, borrowing from yeah. like like Creeper or of the ilk of My Chemical Romance, but the English version, right? And like you know. It's it all it all crosses over eventually yeah. for a new generation music that isn't afraid to to break the mold in in some way or another yeah and there has been a lot of that coming out although to be fair I mean there were bands and I'll probably discuss a couple of them later on but like there were certainly British bands that were doing um, avant garde rock prior to Marmosets like that maybe don't get the recognition they deserve no, Dan and Aykroyd is one yeah it wasn't the time for it right really Rollo Tomasi is another yeah. Um, you know, so it, it's not like this stuff wasn't around, but I suppose Marmosets did did it with a plum and um, and gained recognition for it, and they got like a, I think they got a main stage set at Reading possibly or yes. download. So, what was your opinion of the Weird and Wonderful, or did you like? Was that something you were familiar with at the time? Um, it kind of surprised me. Mm-hmm. I, I wasn't expecting to be into it as much as I thought. Uh, like, like yeah. I was more of a cynical mind, music mind back then. I was like, oh, this is derivative of this and that. And that's, oh, this could sound like Paramore, but more hard, yeah. hard edge. Yeah. But no, this is, uh, the fir- the first venture was totally different. Yeah, that's funny. Yeah, yeah. I, I it's weird, actually, because I almost felt the opposite. I was like, go- going into it, I, I thought this was, this must be tailor-made for me. Like, I, because I love, <laughs> because I do love, like you said, Paramore and stuff, but I also love Rollo Tomasi and like, really really heavy stuff mm. and it seemed like really strong female fronted math rock inspired but poppy band like that's almost exactly yeah, the kind the, of thing that i would normally be into yeah the um the kind of intricate inverted math rocky rhythms were very much mm-hmm. quite abundant there yeah but right? weirdly enough the only a couple of tracks on the album stood out to me i liked 
Young and Free, although it is a little bit like dumb as far as Marmosets goes. And there's a couple of other tracks I like. But overall, I, it, it's weird. It's almost too like showy or something for me. Like it's it's too flamboyant and it, it almost goes out of its way to be kind of quirky and kooky. Really? Because yeah. because uh, as like I love both albums. I'll start that off with this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I think there's more of the show, well, not show tuny vibe, but that's more mm. uh, like actually intentional here, I think. Yeah, which is, yeah, I suppose it's not gone away completely, uh, uh, but uh, maybe to, to move on to the new album, that's why I came into this one yes. with limited. I, I thought it had a lot of potential because I could hear something that I knew, I as I explained it to you a couple weeks ago in the podcast, Marmosets were a band yeah. that I wanted to love and I yes. found myself not loving Weird and Wonderful. Yeah, but okay. that brings us to this album where all of my... Like, yeah. Anything I didn't like about the first one <laughs> has been transformed into something that I think I love and then there's lots of new albums too. Yeah, this is them going radio strong. Absolutely. But, but, but 100% keeping their integrity. Yeah, all I the think. screams in there, it's yep. it's it's as Marmosets as you'd want. Yeah. <laughs> I think there was a few of us maybe were waiting with bated breath after hearing Play, which was the lead single. Yeah. Um, Super, super poppy. I mean, it's still, it it does, you know, rev up to a pretty big, uh, you know, I will not say breakdown, but like there's a lot of riffing at the end yeah, of the song. Some you kind of go, chunk, okay. There's some chunkiness that keeps on leveling up. And that happens a lot in this album. Yeah. Where they, they, they finally know how to layer songs mm. and, and then take their time getting, um, and I guess, what was it, like, the message of the whole composition together at the end yeah like, and, and judging something as a kind of as a whole piece of work this is exactly like i was saying with a perfect circle you know we hear the singles and you kind of you don't know how to place them yeah, yeah whereas play on its own as a single i liked but now as track one of an album that i know where it goes i yeah. love it because i think it sets you up so well mm. for the both the tender moments and the explosive moments that follow because mm. the album it's a it's a really good uh, taster for what comes next yeah you know like there's moments of that are way heavier than play on tracks like uh meant to be and um loss in translation yeah. and major system era and then there's much more yeah and, the, the he- and a lot of like deceivingly heavy moments um that are not exactly all distorted up like mm. um insomnia yeah which is heavy lyrically the atmosphere of it is huge and kind of a drug-induced coma yeah. of a song like you're trudging through a swamp in your sleep yeah it's so creepy yeah, insomnia but cool is, is great like they just like have a, like a, a nightmarish knack. lullaby you know yeah that's that's it's it all just feels so yeah. cohesive and like but you know that's so surprising because yeah. uh, so many songs are so different from each other in this mm. like they're taking from old bits from their old album and then new bits from different bands some bits sound like freaking Royal Republic um, mixed with Arctic Monkeys mixed yeah. with Radiohead yeah like oh my god it's it's crazy and I, I, I feel like as well yeah like in case it's not obvious this is at the core I suppose it's like alternative rock I don't know how else you could describe it because it's so, so it's so uh, unique uniquely Marmosets if yeah. you you know what I mean I know you're pulling influences from all these different places but yeah, like it's no, still no, it I still think it sounds really distinctive because of Becca's voice right because of Becca's voice yeah and yes it, chiefly definitely yeah she sounds phenomenal and she and her voice was not what I one of the things I liked more uh, to be honest with you about the first album I, yeah. I didn't I didn't it, it, love it on well, the, in first the first record in the first album it was very much on the same level as everything mm. I think mm. there was not a lot lifting it up out of the music I, I yeah think, and that I could think, be a production thing too you yeah know? I think this production thing is is making her voice of, uh, uh, very much on the forefront of the music yeah. like it's very much intentional but she has upped her game I mean it's yeah. a, vocally uh, along with everything else but vocally it's a quantum leap yeah the technique that she shows on this just the sheer you, technique but with feeling it is a technique that I love. Yeah. I know you're a bit picky about sometimes mm. because you you were a bit iffy about mammals singing or Ezekiel singing for mammals. But I uh, yeah, I, this, I was. This is the same kind of thing, like mm. like like almost kind of a vibretto to yeah. reach the notes, and it's the same kind of ilk. yeah. But I think when Becca like Becca sounds like it's weird, but the my issue not to like I don't want to go no, back no, and no. beat a dead horse, but like my issue with Ezekiel from mammals was that like. He sounded. It sounded like he was almost swapping three into three different bodies. Whereas I think all of these sound like the same. Like mm. even when she, if she's like screaming her head off on "Meant to Be" or she's really, really tender on "Me and You," or it's just like a 
bark like a bellow yeah. singing on Major System Error. It always sounds like the well, same well, person. Well, even like the, um, I guess, the bridge to uh, habits. Mm. She can control o- open mouth singing mm. to, to yeah. full on, to screeching, to the highest pitch you can ever get. Which is one definitely that yelp in Major uh, System Error. Oh, yeah. It's... There's a note she... Which, which took me yeah. so long to get with. Yeah. But I like five listens in, I was like, okay, this is a hook. No, I was, I was on this board. This is a hook. Re- <laughs> I was on board with. from the get-go. It's like, there is something so, ref- like, so exciting and refreshing about a band that can take such a, like, a genre of music that is, has historically been so masculine and that I think sometimes females involved in, you know, kind of heavy rock can feel like they need to like overcompensate and be and almost appear to be more masculine. Mm-hmm. And then for one of the heaviest, hardest, most incredible parts of this great album is Becca hitting a note that literally I think it's impossible for a male voice to hit and doing it in not in a, like an aggressive way, but just in this in a uniquely feminine way. And it's just makes the whole, it lifts the whole song up so much yeah. that like, even though it's, well, you know, I, mean, it's I, haven't, I haven't heard quirk, notes like that since fucking yeah. Chris Cornell. Yeah. 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 Like, it's like it's, early Soundgarden. Right. It's not just, um, it's, it's like, it's, they're carving their own path with a lot of this, you know, in, or the course of uh, suffocation, for example, it's that, or, uh, or in habits where she's like, stay with me. Yes. She's, she's inflecting her voice in ways that men just, can't do or can't do nearly as effectively and I love that it just makes it yeah. it makes it such a different proposition it is than so 99% different. of the it rock is, music it, out there it is so different and I'm very yeah. happy to to be in a universe where this, this exists yeah. <laughs> it's awesome and um, just to oh. stay on Becca's voice for a minute were there any I know it's super unique and she's kind of got a uh, dexterity to her voice and very very actually I can't really think of another female singer that has the same vocal dexterity and very few male it's as well unique. that come to it's, mind it's very unique but I do think there are certain uh, aspects of her voice that sound similar particularly and I haven't heard anyone else say this so I might as well say it in the okay. podcast um, you know on is it Habits especially and a couple of other places she got a, quite a Marina Diamandis from Marina and the Diamonds uh, inflection to yeah. the way she kind of goes she 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 rounds out her vowels yeah, uh, and yeah, does yeah. a little kind of you all that stuff is very marina yeah i guess it's kind of the accent dictating yeah well marina is is welsh yeah but i and think the, it's the, you lose the accent but you're still yeah of the, you're still of the uk kind of i i, I you know way. yeah exactly i just wanted to point that out because i think mm-hmm. i think there are moments where it's it's uncanny but what you have to remember is that like you know you're talking about singers in entirely different genres so, you know, Marina will go off in one direction and she's a phenomenal songwriter. And I love her work as well. We should do one of her albums sure. one week. But like, you know, but Marina's never going <laughs> to do like the, the massive scream at the end yeah. of Major System. You know, it, for example, right, Major System Error, like she does that kind of Marina thing. Where she goes, Major System Error in you, which is very Marina. But then at the end, she lets out that massive scream yeah. of, at the song, you know, at the end of the no. song. Barely any singers yeah. do that anymore these days. I mean, yeah. like you have, it's great. Um, it's great. You have like you had like Billy from Billy Velo from him did a lot of that sexy kind of yeah odd com- chord combinations with his voice. Yeah. Um, same with Mike Patton when he was doing his a lot of his mellowish stuff. Yeah. Um, like a lot of his side projects, which are all opera and stuff. Um, but yeah, it's, it's it just takes from everything and right. it, it doesn't sound like anything. And else, I lo- yeah, really. and, and and there's such a catharsis to. You know, yes, I suppose the cynics would say they're angling for the radio, but I just love the fact that they don't, they haven't lost those little touches of just genuine angst that come out at, at certain points in e- nearly every song. It's, it's just it's great. A lot more mature. Yeah, it's way more mature. Yeah. It's a, the songwriting is is yeah. way more mature. I think the slow songs work better, to be honest with you. Uh, yeah, a bit. as well. Um, I mean, there there are two songs I don't like. Interesting. Okay, hit uh, me with them. The last two. Oh, oh, you know, you know okay. I, I, I'm not such a fan of Run With The Rhythm. I yeah, no, Run With The Rhythm, I would agree with you, is the weakest track it, on there. It, it, well, it's the third single. Yeah. It, there's or a, sorry, uh, yeah, fourth single. There's a, yeah, there's been plenty of singles. But, but I, I still think it's, you know, like, mm. it's just we're judging it by, for me, we're judging it by such a high bar. That's true. It's 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 very different. So, yeah. Fairfox is getting that. But for mm. me, it's a bit too Florence and the Machine-y. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's a straight. It's just a straight up rock. It's a straight up power ballad, yeah. really. It's a little showy for me, but hey. Yeah, I think it does. It does. It, yeah, it's dealing with a very 
well-worn genre, but I think it does what it does well. Yeah. It's just, you know, when you when you're talking about songs like like new religion and like and like a battery which just has that swagger and that sway and it's yeah. it's just got so much attitude suffocation what do you think about that love suffocation i love that vocal hook in the in the chorus it's such an odd yeah it's interesting it, it, move i don't think i'm on it yet okay but i like i like the kind of the cabaret to it yeah i kind of like bits of that of course the guitars sound great everything yeah. sounds really good yeah huge this is a yeah it's it's an album that you can Again, like it's funny, but one of my litmus tests or whatever for an album um, is like, can I play it in the car with my girlfriend and get away with it? You know what I mean? How it's like, can they sing? I call it the Trojan horse factor. It's like, how much can I Trojan horse a heavy album into other my loved ones' lives? (laughs) And this is definitely one that you can because easily the the, they're undeniable. Like the catchy songcraft is undeniable. Yeah. Completely, and there is no moment, with the exception of, which is one of my favorite parts, is when Becca lets rip in a major way on "Let It uh, Meant to Be." Yes, you know, but even but even then, it's so contained, and it's in and it's within a song that's so um, catchy and undeniable that you know people almost their ears prick up a little bit and they go, "Oh, I I, I trust like I trust this singer." You know what I'm talking about when people like when people who aren't familiar with the, this world. You know, they listen in, they're like, ah, it's all just screaming. But, you know, because it meant to be comes, I think it's third on the album. Yeah. Mm. They've already heard, they've, it, Becca has already proven herself by that point. If you've put the album on from track one. You'll you'll be with it then. People are already, Not. they're already humming along by the end of song. Yeah. So when she hits you with the screams in the middle of meant to be, people are like, oh wait, normal singers do this too? Or like good singers do this too? So that, that that's what I love. It's a yeah, fantastic yeah. way of introducing people to um, heavier climbs it's great yeah. it's um, phenomenal what's your favourite track from it um, Major System Error honestly yeah it's it's it, it, uh, it has to be that it's it's it has to it be is that still, it's, it's the moment <laughs> it's I'm going got, with that as well it's the, the best moment of every Pendulum song for like the last minute and a half yeah um, and they are Blood, that's, Blood Sugar just yeah like Blood Sugar Watercolor uh, the, the, the Inflames one Self versus Self like just all yeah. of the good Pendulum songs that's the end of yeah. um, Major System yeah. Error and as much as I don't like to drum give and na- bass ra- ratings it's a 9 for me the highest 9 I can give it's a 10 for me yeah cool okay wow okay. <laughs> it's the highest rating well, the la- the that's last the highest rating I can give the, the last song seems to uh, yeah. not run well with the rest of it with the rhythm yeah I know <laughs> no, with the rhythm of the yeah, rest yeah. no it's I, it does it's inconceivable for me to um, to give it anything less than a 10 I'm so so impressed yeah. and especially like for most improved award as well oh my god like Mastodon got it last year from me again I yeah. know whatever but this year it's Marmosets that's it's a great yeah, album I going. can't wait to get it on vinyl yeah keep going guys <laughs> keep going uh yeah, I, I had a couple more things to say, but actually, uh, they don't even. We need, could go on for hours. They don't even need to be said. Just it's called knowing what you know now, and like trust me, I think you'd have to be brain dead not to enjoy this album. It's great. It's fun, but it's also serious. It's party album. It's catchy, but you know, it, like yeah. it's got a lot of uh, fiber and weight to it. It's great. Yeah, so good. Just a, just the best. The, the first great great rock album of twenty eighteen. Yeah. Um, what wow. on earth do we have next? <laughs> um. Uh, not a rock album <laughs> this is um, Niels Fram a yeah. German a contemporary classical yeah. composer the German know. part is definitely there off the bat I'm going to say that yeah so right. Niels Niels uh, you may know from his soundtrack work I'm not intimately familiar but I know he did do the soundtrack for Victoria which was the um, the one take film the yeah. one that it was like a heist film but it was all shot in one take um, and he's worked extensively with Olafur Arnolds yeah. who did the music for Broadchurch and they actually have a couple of EPs and I think one album um, that they've done together uh, but his stuff wouldn't be as emotionally um, raw I would say as, as Olafur or yeah. the other guy who's in that sort of trifecta of artists who is uh, Federico Albanese he's, he's based also based in Berlin although he's obviously Italian judging by the name um, but yeah so this is this is a little bit of a departure for him in terms of instrumentation because Niels Fram would have been mostly known for solo piano stuff um, not exclusively now you know he has obviously branched out into other instruments before but uh, I think the reason the album is called All Melody is because 
you know, it's kind of him saying, well, you know, it's all melody at the end of the day. It doesn't really matter if I'm sitting down at a piano or if I'm getting in mm-hmm. people to play the trumpet or um, the weird electronic marimba or pan flutes. Or We'll talk about that later. Yeah, recorder sound. Yeah, but uh, anyway, it was, it was basically a chance for him to take the training wheels off in his new studio which he kind of I think he repurposed like an old German warehouse you know a warehouse or something in Berlin and this is him like <laughs> basically greasing the wheels of that new studio to, yeah it to seems like it. a big spacious sound right mm. like it definitely was recorded in some huge space yeah you'd, you'd, you'd think off the bat yeah and it's like a mix it is definitely a mix of the the human and the artificial yeah I'd say I can recommend this off of like stuff we've covered already Mm. like um portico quartet comes to mind instantly yes yeah definitely just the dreary dream jazz i guess Mm. would you call it that it really depends on it's funny like it really depends on what track you're talking about because i think this album of the first stuff yeah i I, it splits off to like splits off to many different parallel universes yeah like it can it hits like daft punk along the way Mm. yeah (laughs) like such weird like like such weird techno yeah there's oddities. like yeah there's like a weird like um uh, what are they like jojo more jojo more there i my meets i was brian yeah. meets brian eno meets like danny tanaglia or like bad boy bill or like those guys okay. in the kind of night like the deep house 90s yeah. like the house that's so deep there's barely a beat yeah that that's the kind of music you get yeah. on, on a couple of the tracks here this is also very much the weird side of um of, of like david bowie's german exploration era yeah 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 Yeah. it's um you're right though there there's a um you know there is there is that kind of quieter like there's a kind of a quieter jazzy piano side to it that 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 pops up like on my friend the forest and um uh, fundamental values and changes like which would be more of a throwback to what he used to do yeah you know and it's it's generally like it's very sparse just mainly just piano with a little bit of brass yeah. And those are almost like interlude tracks between yeah. the highlights. Yeah, like three minute kind of breathers between the long, drawn out electronic yeah. inspired ones. Yeah, a lot of very nice experimenting here. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. But, um, what did you think of uh, the biggest experiment on this album? I think is the inclusion of voice. And uh, not entirely sure it's a triumph, but how did you feel about the, the oohs and the ahs? The oohs and the ahs. Um, I liked it. Mm. In, in the way I like. Um, in the way I like freaking zeal and ardor, yeah, doing odd chants and kind of out there bits, like it works. There yeah. is a there is um, the world there is a world for crossing the line mm. these days. Yeah, like the line is not really there anymore. It's dotted. It's a dotted <laughs> line. It is. I think it's it's funny. Like, I think he almost betrays his lack of experience with vocals because you know bands like enemies and, and Asuif and you know obviously we're going into different territory there but like they understand that it, even as instrumental bands they understand the mm, the place of the voice yeah. in a track to, uh, to that uh, of course can also be an instrument itself yes exactly yeah yeah so i think on momentum he does a great job of of blending he blends the choir in and they kind of kind of like doing doing these like uh hmms, and it, you know it adds to it whereas i think it it's a little jarring on tracks like um the, even on the first one or like Human Range and a couple of other places it it's really on the nose to have like just a, a, an off the peg kind of choir going like yeah. ooh it's, ah ooh ooh you yeah. know what I mean yeah it, it's it's odd it's it's a nice jarring thing going like oh this is new yeah like when, when we went to when we covered Afghan Wigs was it Birdland mm. being the first song mm. was nothing like this no ever strange odd but yes Give them a little lyric to sing. Doesn't matter what it is. Doesn't need to make sense. What I'm all I'm saying is like uh-huh. I don't. It's not the. It's not even the melody lines I disagree okay, with. Okay. It's just. It just feels for a guy that's put clearly put like a crazy amount of time and effort into an album. It just feels weird and slightly jarring to just have a choir going like ooh ah. Like just give them even like a little German word that means nothing. Just something to sing. Yeah. Just or weird. like when what Devin did yeah. with um. Z two was get the choir to go money 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 yeah. money money money. Yeah. Something. Anything. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, or like on a, a Biffy, like, you know, we're on a health site, help us, help us. Just, you yeah. know, something to to drag you out. Of, like, it just feels a little jarring. It's that's yeah, all. It can it, be anything. Like, anything. That's just how choirs kind of get, get, a, get like a continuous yeah. rhythm with it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, minor, minor complaints, but, you know, it just feels a little. Yeah. There's a couple of moments on this album that I think feel a little bit like 
yeah. the music that you know you know when you go into like a tea shop or like a bookstore that's for like hippies and yeah. eastern medicine and stuff there's think, a little bit of that there as well i think that works for it though because mm. it's nice for it, it, it's got a nice loungy bit to it it's got enough to really break yeah. that tedium more so the like the tracks like uh, kaleidoscope and oh yeah um what the the, the second one i think sunson you know it like do you like do you like that like the the wood talk kind of marimba pan flute type stuff? Oh, I do. You do you like that stuff? Yeah. Okay, well, cool. Yeah, like I I brought yeah the whole water drum yeah 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 music to my morning yeah. set list so playlist so like it's always <laughs> it gets me in a good way. <laughs> All I can really think does. of was like I don't know yeah that that was the one part of the album where I was like this just feels like. Yes. A bunch of white dudes sitting yeah. in like a Thai sauna, yeah. like you being like, "We're so." Yeah. Like, this is totally from Dylan's transcendental meditation. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Like Dylan's, yeah, gu- guided meditation CDs, Volume One. <laughs> but uh, you know, it is what it is. Let's make that a thing, guys. Yeah, it's, <laughs> go find me. Mm, such Pages. a buttery smooth voice. Um, yeah. <laughs> so yeah, I think that's kind of. I mean, that's sort of like everything that I had to say on it. To be honest, yeah. I you know I, I definitely enjoyed it, but uh, it was. I'll, I'll come yeah. back to it because. Yeah, so many, so many different pieces and bits. It's mm. great. Yeah, no, it is. It's really good. And yeah, and there's something we didn't mention actually as well. Is that there's almost like a nautical theme to some of it, like uh, that last track, "Harm Him." And there's another one. Um, mm. uh, it, it, there's a little bit in the second track also, which almost sounds like, like a like a ghost ship pulling into port or something. Yeah, like I made I made this with Portico Quartet mm. as well. I think it has to do with the um, the the uh, the the space the reverb yeah. and delay has to move around in, and like which can room, also yeah. it, it can also like correlate to feelings of being in a windy open space mm. like a warehouse where mm-hmm. you recorded. Yeah, so like that. That's kind of the feeling um, that this music works in, and it's like that rumbling bassy yeah. kind of organ. Yeah, yeah, it's cool. It's very very cool. Um, yeah, so it, like, and you know, full disclosure, my, my my boss actually got me into like most of these. Um, contemporary classical guys um and you know neil's fam is great i'm really looking forward to um we're probably going to cover the federico oh, yeah album when it comes out and Please. um hopefully oliver also has one coming out soon because they're all good it's all varying degrees i feel like yeah. neil's of all of them is the least emotional in his work yeah it's you know the the, the flashes of yeah. feeling are yeah few and far between this creates an, it creates an atmosphere it's more a relaxing than a, atmosphere yeah, more it's an than, atmosphere more, more than a stressed or, or kind of um bittersweet it's not yeah. it's just relaxed alright so um, what was your favourite track in the end uh, ooh, the first one the f- first the second one yeah possibly the second one Sunson yeah that, that's really good yeah Sunson. yeah that's a really good track um, I really like I really like fun uh, actually Fundamental Values it's just one of those interlude yeah. piano tracks but it just has a really nice um, chord structure to yeah, it and yeah, I, yeah. you know it chills me out so yeah, yeah it's good and, and I scored a 10 uh, it's an 8, eight. Cool. Yeah. I'm going to give it a 7 um, so the album is called thanks for that Dylan <laughs> your excuse um, the album is called All Melody and the artist is Niels Fram that's N-E-N-I-E-L-S uh, and then F-R-A-H-M Niels Fram mm-hmm. if you want to look him up he's yeah. got lots and lots and lots of stuff on Spotify okay great so that brings us to uh, our final album yeah. review of the week yeah um, which is by a legacy band yeah. been around since 1991 yeah far too long to pull this shit <laughs> Machine Head and their new album Catharsis if you've been paying attention you may have heard about this album it's been um, it's been dividing opinion all across the world yes um, so inter- we're, our, inter- our take internet- is a little late yeah, yeah in- internet me- mentality is going crazy mm-hmm. I, I, I think um, the uh, the real crux of like the anger and the hate towards this has is, is been that trigger mentality that the internet has yeah with certain opinions that can be blown out of proportion yeah because i will say um the the vast social political stuff that he kind of covers on this which is really ambitious for him yeah um it has a good place right it's not it's not it's not it's not totally stupid it has a place mm-hmm. um i don't think this music is it yeah i mean put um, it this yeah, way right I, I, there is there's yeah. a goodwill right yeah, like, so Rob Flynn apparently has tried to s- become the self-styled, like, woke, um, <laughs> like, daddy of heavy metal or something. Like, he's, you know, so, 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 like, for context, Machine Head have been playing, you know, 
balls to the wall thrash metal for you know very very long time now um mm-hmm. i i'm not really honestly super familiar with the back catalog i'm not too much either but i know a bit but i wasn't expecting them to there was cer- there's certain parts of this album that i was basically that exactly was what i was expecting and there's <laughs> certain parts of the album that was not what i was expecting and mm-hmm. um the parts of this album where rob flynn decides to give us his like kumbaya let's all hold hands and walk off into the sunset together mentality is not one of the yeah. aspects i was expecting yeah drink, that drink a heineken out of a shoe a boot boot yeah <laughs> and that, then throw the, it at a racist yeah <laughs> that's in that's in here as well so so well there are well-intentioned things there's also yeah. um quite stupid stupid bits yeah exactly exactly um Um, so yeah like in terms of machine head just like in general um i don't feel super well qualified to talk about them because the only i i have seen them once live um in the context of myself and my friend ronan were at a festival in sweden yeah and we were walking by and machine head were one of the like we'll say like the second stage headliners or something and uh they were playing and we say they're five minutes we're like well not for us let's get a hot dog and then um for years people have been saying that the blackening was one of the best things that ever happened to music and um, I tr- for, I've tried it multiple times and I've never been able to for listen people to it. who like yeah balls balls to the wall heavy metal sure yeah it is for them but uh, that's not our yeah forte. it never it never had enough it never ever had enough um uh melody or ideas no. that, that I find palatable to make it and it's just a long it's a long album and this is a yeah. long album it's a bit it's a bit angsty for me yeah yeah, yeah. I will admit um this is an hour and 15 minutes for one, context the one machine that album I really like um it was the one released previously Blood, Bloodstone and Diamonds Bloodstone and Diamonds okay that's a fantastic album is it good that has some of the best guitar production I've mm. ever heard like like beneath the silt sounds like um sounds like a Fucking have you seen Butcher? Oh right, wow! Just that kind of do 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 do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They sound like a band. I mean, am I wrong? But they sound like a band who can be very, because their sound sits so sort of nebulously in the middle of metal that they can be sort they can of pushed and, in one way or another by a producer. Easily, Is that fair? They could easily be. Um, I get. I guess like, I don't know chased and pecked around. Yeah. The, the, the musical barn. Similarly to maybe like a Trivium, but obviously these yeah. guys are older hands at it, but. You know, there doesn't sound like. Well, there's, there's always the will to kind of just yeah go somewhere else, slightly uh, slightly askew. Yeah, and I think they may have gone too far off the reservoir on reservation <laughs> yeah, on this. Yeah, they have gone way off the reservation. Um, yeah, because I don't think there's such a thing. Is there such even such a thing as like a song that just sounds stereotypically machine head? Because there was nothing on this album where I went, oh, this is just its own thing. Every single track I was able to like take down, okay, this yeah. well, this one sounds like new metal. This one sounds like rap metal. This one sounds like Flogging Molly. Yeah. This one sounds like King 810. That one sounds like Trivium. This one That's sounds true. like Guns N' Roses. That one sounds, you, like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, every song he- is a he- different sound. Heavy Lies the Crown is, is, is original, Machine Head. Okay, That's Heavy Lies because, the Crown. Gotcha, gotcha. And you know what you get from that? Lyrically, mm. not the political mumbo jumbo. You very much get like, a kind of mm. a, a fantasy fiction, yeah, 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 painting yeah, being 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 kind of painted. Is Heavy Lies the Crown the one where he keeps on asking us to call him the Spider King? Yes, fantastic. Um, yeah, that so we, like it stands out like a sore thumb, right? It does. It does. Uh, the, 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 actually, funnily enough, the riff in that one is the, when I hear it, all I can think is Trivium. That's not a bad thing. It is good. That, it, but that it's, it's, sounds, a, it's a good riff. Good. But like, like that, that's a riff that I would have gone like, mm, nice if I heard it on um, Sin in the Sentence or something. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's one of the better tracks on there, actually, Heavy, Heavy Lies the Crown. Um, which apparently... Uh, no, actually, sorry, I'm thinking of another one. But uh, I think we just have to, de- we have to delve into the, the odder moments. You mean Bastards? <laughs> that's just... Just, yeah, ba- Bastards, <laughs> bastards, fine. Yeah. This, guys, you understand this is a very hard album to talk about because it's an hour and 15 minutes long and every song, there's a different talking point. So you have to bear with us. But yeah, okay, let's go with Bastards. Yeah, what do you get out? What did you get out I Bastards? bloody hate <laughs> Bastards. I <laughs> hate what, it! What, like your first thought going into it was like, could, uh, I, could I even? <laughs> but then it keeps going. Uh, it's, it's like the exact uh, flogging Molly sound. Yeah. But then you actually hear like, like drop A or yeah. drop C guitars mm. during all that mm. and it I like I like things that really grate against your ears yeah well then a- you'll a- love a- Rob a- Flynn a- on this a- album a- tonally well I mean I mean like 
Like if, if you if you had like an opera singer singing for metal, like yeah, I yeah. I'd, I'd probably like aspects of that. Yeah, yeah. But you mix these two together, mm. keep keeping the riff in. Um, I can't. Here's the thing about bastards, right? With the heaviness. It starts out just. Okay, look, it's Rob Flynn. I mean, for an album where he talks about getting his dick sucked in every second song, it's kind of odd and very bizarre to hear a song where he's like essentially addressing his children directly in the opening and also putting on a fake southern accent. Uh, don't tell your kids. <laughs> but did don't you notice I was like, grant you damn. Yep. The man does not have a southern accent no. in any of the rest of the album, no. but on Bastards he does. Great, that's fine. Okay, I can, I can, I can live with this super on the nose very obvious kind of cheesy but that's fine he's talking to his kids that's fine okay yeah. great you know son you're the f- well we're going to talk about the lyrics later but son you're the future blah, blah, blah. i'm like okay that's a little bit done that's fine it's heartfelt that's okay yeah but it's just it's the problem my problem with bass is it's not i mean it is the fact that he drops like all of the n and f and all the other rate you know oh, yeah. we've we've heard it before the to- he, he, well. he you know he, he tries to appropriate the N word and yeah. the, the F word, yes. not, and of not course, fuck, but it, the other it, one. It's not worth the the the, <laughs> yeah. the hurt. It, it yeah, he's it's get, he's getting from it because it contextually yeah. yeah. Like um, I from Rob Flynn's perspective, right here. Yeah, here's a very very basic. I would say a very basic, plotty, generic sounding four chord wonder. It's your absolute standard four chord ballad. Yeah. Um, with a with a pretty you know bog standard flogging Molly kind of uh, uh, melody over the top. It's like it's like a it's like it, he sounds like he's trying to sing Rocky Road to Dublin at three a.m. Um, you know after about ten pints. Mm-hmm. That's kind of the the vocal stylings. Yes. Um, so I don't think that context justifies. Um, even though Rob Flynn is trying to be all cuddly cuddly and like let's all hold hands and you know we're all n words and f words and Muslims and terrorists and all the rest of it. I'm like. It doesn't justify it. Yeah. As a 50-year-old... Showing it from... Yeah. T- trying to show it from a different perspective, right. it still doesn't work with the uh, anything else. Like, as a 50-year-old white man, much and all as I'm sure all of the groups that he's, like, <laughs> name-dropping really appreciate that he's, like, on their side, there's a better way to do it, Rob. Yeah. You know what and I mean? It has been done better. Uh, it's been done... Oh, yeah. Mammal yes. did it. Yeah, Mal did it better. I mean, Mal did it better. I wasn't a massive fan of it on that either, but that's fine. Yeah. Per, per, you know, per, personally, just like in my experience, I don't think it sounds like a song <laughs> that kind of ha- yeah you know could work with it. <laughs> I think I think you know people you know like as two you know we're obviously like two white guys, but you know like people who belong to various minorities. Um, I'm not sure they always like they all like p- people always appreciate inclusion and support and all the rest of it, but I'm not sure they appreciate. Um, people appropriating ter- like derogatory terms and turning them into positives. That's kind of their prerogative if they want. But there's no reason that Rob Flynn, apart from being provocative, needed to use all the words that he uses on Bastards. And that's not even to get me started on <laughs> The Handmaid's Tale. Which, I'm sorry, but like three distinctive tracks on this album. I'm sorry I'm getting worked up here, but like three distinctive tracks I spotted on this it album as well, yeah. use the phrase, don't let the bastards grind you down. Which... It's fine. That's that. If that was a phrase, that'd be great. It's not. It was Margaret Atwood made it up for the book and on the consequential TV series, The Handmaid's Tale. Nobody has mentioned this. No one has mentioned this. Like it would be like in Lost, Jack says, "Live together, die alone" all the time. It would be like as if some band just decided to make an album and have three of the songs revolve around this phrase and make absolutely no mention pretend like it you know what I mean it's so bizarre yeah was he just like binge watching TV and decided to write an album I want to trademark that catchphrase (laughs) I was like no no. but it's so specific to that series yeah which itself is like a feminist uh, touchstone right that like you know Margaret Atwood I'm not saying that she she didn't deliberately write it to be like a feminist manifesto or anything like that, but that's kind of what it, it's ended up being seen as, and yeah. um, the series and, and the book and everything, and um, and this is an album where Rob Flynn again, like I said before, constantly talks about getting his dick sucked. In the second to last song, he says that his beard stinks like snatch, and then in another song, he's yeah, like, yeah, I'm next so to the weird. Fresno sign getting head, and then and in fucking Triple Beam, he's like, they can always pay me with sex. I'm right. not sure that I don't know if he's yeah. talking. About, he's not talking about himself. It doesn't but matter. It, but I know that's the thing. That, that <laughs> herein lies the problem. Matter. It's so jarring. Yeah, yeah. It, it just doesn't make sense. Why are you using a phrase that you probably just heard and, or saw yeah. on the TV show or read in the book that you thought sounded cool? Yes. Ta- t- like, 
you know. It's so cringy. I just think it's real cringy. That's all. Yeah. That's all I'm saying. I'm just, I just yeah. don't understand the thought it, process there. Yeah, because he's not, he's not, he's not writing the lyrics from the perspective of a character. No, he's still writing it from himself. Yeah. So that's why that part doesn't work. It doesn't. It it just jars because he's using it like it's. He's using it like it's a normal, like it's just a regular old turn of phrase that he's turning into a song, but it's not. So to hear it in Bastards, it's the it's the chorus. Yeah. In Grind You Down, which is actually my, probably my favorite song on the album, spoilers, but on Grind You Down, he uses it again. And then in Eulogy, which is the last track, he mm. reprises the line. So you so you get that lyric three times in the album. And what's it, what's like a really common phrase from Doctor Who? <laughs> just, I'm just, I'm looking at your Dalek here. Okay, uh, yeah, I don't know. Like, I don't want to go. Timey-wimey, I don't want to go. Or timey-wimey, yeah, 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 like, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. Yeah. Imagine if, like, you know, there, there was some, like, Metallica's next album was called, like, wibbly-wobbly, timey-wimey. It just doesn't make sense. And then there's no other reference whatsoever to Doctor Who. You're like, oh, okay, like, did you think you got away with this? What? It, that's really weird. Yeah. <laughs> okay, anyway, that's, <laughs> I'm, I'm done ranting, but I just think it's so jarring that he's, you know, trying to balance... It's just un- typical it's- beer can crushed into head yeah. metal with being like a yeah. you know enlightened liberal. I mean, I mean, yes, I think, I think what I hear is his problem was there isn't enough of this, or in the me- in the metal scene, people speaking up about injustice and shit in the metal scene. Mm. I, I think I think there's plenty. There is, yeah. I, you know. I, I again, you kind of have to give these older bands a little bit of a pass sometimes because. They they are generally speaking out of touch with what's actually happening <laughs> among the new guard of yeah, bands. That's 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 no excuse. No, no, I'm not saying it's an excuse, but that's probably the reason why I'll, they. I'll, can I'll, be, I'll yeah. point you towards Tool, for example. They're, yeah, Maynard is very much. Tool will always be the on, always yeah. be on the cutting edge. Yeah. Um, were there any? I mean, put it this way, right? Good. When you yeah like uh, what did what, at what point did the album drop off for you? Because uh, for me, very, I was actually on very fast, very very. But I was on. patient. You're yeah okay. Because I just wanted to see what the fuck would happen. Yeah, and um, not much happened. Very much plotted on for way too long, like yeah. 20, 30 minutes almost too long. You'd say you'd think. But here's the weird thing. Um, so volatile comes on right. And I'm like, oh, sounds like Slipknot, right? Like, yeah, I was like, okay, I'm I'm on board. Um, catharsis I was like okay well the intro is, is kind of in wavesy but that's a good thing yeah by, by uh, Trivium yeah that's my that would be yeah I was yeah. like oh he's he, when he sings he sounds a little bit like Corey Taylor that's that's good and his <sighs> screaming sounded fine too and yeah. uh, moves on to um, Beyond the Pale which is another like yeah. you know kind of thumping heavy track I was like, no, so I was on board and then we get to California Bleeding and that was where it all that was where it all went down the tubes yeah. for me and pretty then, fast it took four songs <laughs> Because even even his singing on that one is like weird. He's when he's singing clean on the first couple of tracks, he has a different tone to his voice, which actually sounds good. And then on California Bleeding, it just sounds like he's he's just it sounds like he's gurgling acid. Yeah, Triple Beam was was when it got me. (sighs) Triple Beam when fucked me off the edge, and that was the song before that. Yeah, King Eight One Zero. Yeah, oh totally. Um, King Eight One Zero done very very badly. It's just like a heartwarming tale of meth addiction and and fighting in the streets yeah, I kind of like I kind of like the way the second song went but you know Catharsis yeah yeah but ugh. do you want to know something funny though all I could think of Rob Flynn the singer obviously is is very very fond of going come on and all I could think of was Joe Bluth from Arrested Development <laughs> going come on come on a $12,000 suit come on <laughs> and he says come on so much on this album yeah. it's like his go it's like it's like Headfield going yeah is yeah. Rob Flynn going come on yeah. so that I just oh. find that very humorous so favourite song Oh man, um, could you even like it's favorite? My favorite song was "Grind You Down," like purely because it's just like a heavy. It's like the heaviest thing in the album, and it's pretty good. Favorite song for comedy value, probably. Oh man, there's so much to choose from. Maybe "Screaming at the Sun" because. <laughs> It's just a ge- a better game of chess. Like I know it's I know it has like a historical context, but the lyrics are just like California bleeding and screaming at the sun are tied because California bleeding is like I live in California, Fresno, San Francisco, Golden State Warriors, yeah. And then screaming at the sun is yeah. like pawn, bishop, rook. I'm playing chess. Yeah. <laughs> just ura mentality yeah. that I cannot get with. Just terrible. It's my dying days. 
So, uh, yeah, but my favorite song genuinely was it was Grungy Down. What was yours? There were none. None. Yikes. Can I say that? Can I say that on air? Of course you can. Of course you can. It's our show. Yeah, we do I mean, whatever like, we want. Like, there were no songs in full that I could get with. Okay. So that's why I'm not. Like, Interesting. Like, of, right. course, of course, like, Catharsis had bits. Yeah. And Volatile had bits, but no. Yeah, I really think he's a dreadful singer. Um, I'm sorry to say that now, because I know he's part of, like, a legacy band that people really care about. But uh, if this album thing they go by, I don't think the man can sing at all. Anyway, uh, what was your score out of, score out of 10? Uh, wait, well, what's the worst? Uh, <laughs> um, t- two, 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 two. That's low. Because the last album, I would have given like a seven or eight. Okay. That just goes to show. Yeah, interesting. I actually believe it or not, it, despite all of my, um, you know, I there are moments that I enjoy. View a very few of them involve Rob Flynn, but I think the band do a reasonably decent job at writing riffs. Yes. On occasion. It's so it serves. I'm actually going to give it a four, um, which yeah. may seem too kind, but, you know, I think there's, yeah. there are some moments that I yes. actually enjoyed. Yeah. Maybe not a whole, any particular song in full, but there are moments. Yeah, yeah. So um, now, before we move on to, if you're happy to move on. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So before we move on to uh, Fairer Pastures, <laughs> we're just going to have a little, a quick little section called um, Poetry Time with Rob Flynn. <sighs> So this is a section of the show where I read you some lyrics from the album Catharsis um, and you try and decide whether or not they should have been on a professionally recorded album. Oh boy. You ready, Dylan? No. Here we go. <laughs> Sick of the phonies on my phone screen. Smash all your sacred cows. Highway 5 down to 99. I'm getting head near the Fresno sign. And you won't go home because we welcome all. Golden State brings home the gold. Boys, you are the future. Well... I looked out to the world today and thought, what a bloody mess. Wall Street and the billionaires convinced us they're so smart, screaming, vote with your wallets instead of with your hearts. (laughs) The plan I devise in this chess game to shatter the crook and now the queen takes the rook. You think that you could read me like a book, but you mistook the pushback, skullcrack. Now I take the pawn, the pattern sliding off, and now the bishop's gone. These wounds are fresh of this mate that I check. Almost there. (laughs) I'll take a shit on Mar-a-Lago while I'm drinking a beer. This is an all-black Russian hack. Go USA! Trump's in bed with North Korea, and that just might be gay. Come on! (laughs) Fucking machine. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you. Oh, and that's enough. That is enough. That is enough. Thank you. Okay. Thank you for your service. Thank you. Thank you. Right. (laughs) Now, let's talk about something else. Dylan, with teeth, nine inch nails. Give me some context. Oh, um... Give me some context. Okay, yeah. well, this has been... This was a long break since the last Nine Inch Nails. Mm-hmm. Long break. Six years. Seven seven years almost. Oh, since the... Like, as in, this is the most recent? Is that what you're saying? Or or that it had been a big break since yes. the one before yes. that? There was because of because of a lot of um, fighting your demons and all that that goes along with Trent's... Right. Hard, hard lifestyle beforehand. Right. So it was, it was like a three-year... I think it was like a three- or four-year leave of not doing Nine Inch Nails stuff. Yeah. There were a few, like, really chill stuff, B-sides and, and unreleased Did he do Welcome, Welcome Oblivion was after this? Yeah, yeah. That but, was after yeah, this. Okay, that was okay. 2011. Oh, well, okay. Yeah, yeah. Well after. Yeah, there were Nine Inch, Nails af- Nine Inch Nails albums after this as well, but this was the comeback. Oh, kind of, really? Is kind of, this is kind of like the re- reworking. Like, with uh, Year Zero came after this. <gasps> oh, I thought this was the most recent. It's not. No. no. Okay. With Teeth, Year Zero, The Slip, then a break again to Hesitation Marks. So yeah, there were a few. Okay, so this is actually more like mid-career Nine Inch Nails. Yeah, this this is two point Okay. Yeah. Okay. Definitely two point Interesting. Um, so like, where does this lie in terms of uh, heaviness for Nine Inch Nails? Um, it's a di- they they're taken from a different kind of heavy. Mm. Like this is totally a different version, as I, as I said. Um, yeah. It's not the heaviest stuff. Uh, there's a lot. A lot of the fragile is is heavy w- within a lot of reckless abandon. Mm. Um, like like even Marilyn Manson was on that album. It's it's that kind of. It's still very heavy in the industrial scene. Yeah, and this is, this is that, but it's a lot more. Um, I don't know what, what, what would you say. It's it, it's kind. Of, As someone who isn't uh, isn't as infam- intimately familiar with Nine Inch Nails back catalogue, I was expecting something completely different from what I got from this yeah. album. And a lot of people were. Yeah, they were expecting a lot of the same dark dreary 
yeah. nine inch nails. Like this I was is, expecting dark, so. dreary, like droning, stretched out like song lengths. And even when I looked, I was like, okay, it's just short, just shy of an hour. I was like, here, you know, stra- strap yourself in for like a very doomy atmospheric ride. That's not it at all. It's like it's chock a block with pop bangers. Yeah, this is like absolutely sing- singles per minute. Um, the Nine Inch Nails Party album is, is yeah. kind of what I consider this. Definitely. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this it, it, that, that, that's what it's like. If ever there was a blueprint to write a long album, this is it. Mm-hmm. It just hits you again and again and again with hook after hook. Yeah. Like nearly every single song has, you know, it, it. I don't. I just don't feel like it lets up for a minute. Not that it doesn't have. Oh moments of downtime or moments of yeah. to let to, to let the music breathe it does have those obviously but yeah. you know but at the same time it's so well studied mm-hmm. and it informs I think this was probably just prior to Resonor it's starting to go in heavy on soundtracks yeah but, it was there was bits of that but here, you can definitely. really hear him honing his craft in terms of that like filling out a scene mm-hmm. um you know really honestly this does sound remind me a lot of the social network in particular the social network soundtrack sure on tracks like um all the love in the world and only. right where it belongs and own uh, only little well only is kind of more like a funky yeah poppy but you know what i'm saying like yeah. it's it's that like he knows how to grow like evolve a motif yeah. over the course of like five or six minutes mm, totally. it's interesting yeah totally um mm. i'm very much a fan of the production of this and the band he got on hand for this um i believe a lot of a bit of dave Grohl on drums really yeah yeah i, I think so madness yeah i said i wasn't sure I, if this I know, was a solo effort or not i know ilan rubin um duh, does a lot of the drums as well mm. at least live in the live oh, okay because uh, I, I wasn't sure if nine inch nails i mean is it a, it's a team effort even in the studio I thought I thought Trent Reznor kind of did everything. Although yeah, according to this, everything. he just all he did was lead vocals, arranging, performance, songwriting, production, engineering, five point one surround sound, mix, sound design, all instruments and instrumentation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I want to see who did who did drums. Dave, yeah, Dave Grohl drums on on two, three, six, nine, and ten, eleven. So that that's quite a bit. Very interesting. That is a lot of Dave Grohl actually. That I yeah. didn't Some I didn't of, even know him and Trent Reznor, Reznor were pals. Oh yeah, huge. Um, yeah, in the Sound City soundtrack. They did Mantra, that song together. And do you want to understand the mental? Yeah. Rich Costi did the engineering on this album, and he also perpetrated the new, um, as far as I know, the new Biffy Clara album on the world. Wow, okay. Which is nuts. That is um, nuts in comparison to this. But I, I, I could be, I'm nearly sure that I'm correct about that. But in any case, he also, he also Rich Costi did produce and engineer a lot of albums that we like. Yeah. Um, Content by Joy Wave, remember mm-hmm. that one? Mm-hmm. Um, the most recent Pulled Apart by Horses album. Yeah. Uh, some Sigur Ross. This is the Mar- it's some Mars Volta. Yeah. Like Weezer. This guy's yeah, done it the, all. This album is definitely the the antithesis of of um the Biffy Clyro album, I'd say. It's yeah. definitely the highest point he can get as yeah. a producer engineer. Right, yeah. Sorry, um, just 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 finally he, he also produced he did produce the new Biffy Clyro album, which is dreadful. Um the new At the Driving album, which is pretty good. Yeah. Um and like Everything from Frank Turner to Birdie to Franz Ferdinand. I mean, this is just a guy that he, he's been around the block. He's done everything. And that's, I think you can actually hear that on, on even though I know Trent Reznor produced. Yeah, but, yeah. But yeah. even in the engineering, it's it's really multi-layered. Yeah, there's definitely, there's also, of course, multi-layered in the soundtrack, but this is the first mm. one to be very much a live band atmosphere. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's great. It's really, really good. And this thro- there are throwbacks to, like, the heavier era of Nine Inch Nails, like yeah. don't you know what you are? Like that kind of yeah. repeated, like just don't ex- you? Oh, totally! Know ex- what you it, are? Just explosive yeah. choruses, yeah, full of layered walls of guitar. The wall of sound atmosphere mm. that was in the Fragile is here in bits, yeah. But this is this album is a lot more groove orientated. Mm. Um, oh yeah, yeah, space, like sunspots. Yeah. Uh, Love is not enough as well. Yeah, um, uh, with teeth. Oh yeah, it's like just grindy sexy song there's almost like a little head field in that delivery like with that teeth oh yeah it's so cool <laughs> it's great and then this then getting smaller just comes out of nowhere like this it's like almost like airborne it's like this balls out just hard rock straight up yeah it's very rocky. bluesy almost you know it's absolutely rocky just 
four 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 to the floor yeah. i love it one of the best live songs they have yeah and there's a lot to choose from this album in the live atmosphere yeah which is why i think he constructed this album as such yeah because you don't, yeah, you don't, you don't often get that like kind of tempo, that that pace, yeah. with Nine Inch Nails, yeah, it's it's really cool. And then um, uh, and lots of funky beats, but on mm-hmm. only, which yeah. I know, I'm not sure which way. I'm sure that he probably thought of it first, but uh, it sounds so like the theme song from Flight of the Concords TV show. Oh yeah, a little bit, uh, it, a like, little bit. If just at the start, I was like, my ears is and obviously it's probably a coincidence but just another thing to like carry me through the album and only is a great song too yeah was this your first time hearing The Hand That Feeds yeah that's amazing yeah because that's such a staple of of great rock radio yeah since it came out surprises the first time yeah that's that's a really good one that's a really that's that's like a really nice marriage of all of the aspects of this album like like on radio you hear songs like Cochise Mm. and all these things that are staple and this song was a staple of that like I'm surprised you've gotten this far without hearing it it. yeah yeah yeah, it's weird I I don't know how that's happened but I really enjoyed it actually my favourite song and it probably was um, Every Day is Exactly the Same yeah that's a a fucking great one it's such a powerful chorus yeah. and it, and the way that he yeah I mean it's just the way that it that it all builds up to like this huge uh, climax at the end is yeah. fantastic a lot of space a lot of really nice atonal piano yeah mm. he's He's just got it all on this one. Yeah. I, where does this rank? Like where does where does this rank in terms of Nine Inch Nails? Because like, you don't hear people talk about with teeth very much. You hear people it's, talk about the fragile. You hear people talk about yeah, um, because that's an ambitious double the downward album. spiral. You yeah. hear people talk, you know, but you don't hear people talk about this song. Because that was the, uh, fragile. Was, the fragile was the inception of this sound, I guess. Mm. Or the um, the fragile had him perfecting this sound. Yeah, and now this album is going beyond that perfection, right? To like to like a new perfection. Well, to like <laughs> like like what Marmosus did is like like what I thought was perfection, and they're making it pop, yeah yeah pop yeah 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 applicable, yeah. radio applicable, I guess. Yeah. But also, but yeah, radio applicable, yes. But then also, <laughs> there are moments where you think your brain has broken. I can't remember what I, I was. There was definitely an album like near the start of the the podcast where I was talking about it, it made you feel like like do not adjust your set, like your brain is broken. And there's definitely, um, I think it's on uh, Beside You in Time, yeah. where the where the the bass kind of is like in your ear, and it just it's, it's such insane. a strange feeling. It feels like your brain is like contracting and expanding. Yeah. It, it brings you into a totally different world in your own yeah. brain, which is what I love about this kind of. Wish I could remember what album that was we were talking about, yeah. but I'll have to trawl back through and figure it out. Yeah, yeah. but this one does that anyway. Yeah. It's just the way certain notes, if they drear mm. on for long enough, can get you in a mood. Yeah, um, a lot. Yeah, yeah. Of, yeah, a lot of this album has that. Like, um, I I very much like that with um, uh, what was it right where here right where it belongs? Yeah, definitely has a lot of that. That the, is that the last track? Yeah. Yeah, right where it belongs just has that just wonderful piano line that just ah, oh, it's beautiful. God, it's so good. It's almost like a it's almost like a lullaby. Yeah, but on um, your deathbed. That, that there's a lot of old Nine Inch Nails that sounds like that as well. Yeah, he, he he really knows how to write those kind of songs. It's such a shame that he doesn't it, like. Well, I guess it's a shame that I didn't enjoy the EPs more, but you know he's, he's got new, such a great new, voice. That's just a different facet. Trent Reznor has such a great voice. I just want to hear. Him. I really want Nine Shells to come back with a big album soon. Yeah. That'd be nice. Yeah, like you've you've you heard the first single off that EP. You weren't too keen on. That's him doing exactly what he does best and can still do it. So, yeah. but I mean that being said, my one of my favorite song, maybe my favorite song of last year overall was. Um, was that that uh, uh, the single of um, Ad Violence? What's it called again? Oh, fucking. Um... Uh, oh, t- less than. Yeah, that's oh, what I'm talking God. about. Sorry. Oh yeah. yes, yeah. I love that song. I mean, yeah, that yeah. was. That's totally a flashback to this. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That's a flashback to like Hand the Feeds and yeah, other because, kind of big but, bangers but, but, on this. I, I guess. I guess. Um, Hesitation marks was a bit of a, not a stinker with the Honest Nails crew, but it was. It was. Kind of like famously, I mean, even I know that didn't go down. It was like well. famously, all oh, right. Yeah. Like it's just not not enough. There's a lot of drone tracking on it. I mean, yeah. even live they did drone tracking for a bit, but then they just switched back to normal drums. Yeah, and um, and kind of like uh, electronic drums, right? At the same time, so they're obviously like, okay, we work. Trent is even like, I work well with the with teeth sound. And and do you pine like is this the era of Nine Inch Nails that you pine for when you even, hear even Trent Reznor does. Yeah, okay. That's why that's yeah. why that single less than it sounds like it does. Oh because, man. It's because he Huge. was he 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 uh, knows his strengths. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, this is, I, I mean, I'm not, industrial is not my, my go-to genre, but like when it's done to this kind of standard and mm. with such a like one foot in pop and one foot in, you know, all that other mad experimental stuff, it's, yeah. it, it's exactly what you need. Mm-hmm. It's exactly what the doctor ordered. Yeah, you I'm know? glad you like this album. A cobalt pill of pure <laughs> adrenaline. Love yeah. it. Yeah, this album is is unforgettable. Timeless. Unforgettable. Yeah. You've heard us, Trent. Now just go and make the album. Oh, awesome. please, soon. All right, well, and and what what is your favourite track for the record? Is it uh, Found the Feeds? Found the Feeds, yeah. Okay, cool. Oh, it absolutely is. Yeah, yeah. Um, as well, like, there's some bits I just love. Like, mm-hmm. fucking, um, I think it is, uh, I think it is, uh, you know where you are. Yeah, yeah. You know where you are. Yeah. That double bass pedal. Or is oh, the collector right. the dig 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 Yo, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's yeah, Grohl yeah, yeah. going I think that's, nuts that's, that's, on drums. That's, that's no what you are. Yeah, that's, that's great. Yeah, that's it's the really first good. time you've heard Grohl like, do b- double bass pedals, that exact. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. it's awesome. And every day is exactly the same for my yeah. money. Um, fantastic. Great, great, um, great album to bring to the podcast. Thank you very much. No problem. So, uh, yeah, so we'll be back. Um, same bad time, same bad channel in two weeks. So we've got a whole slew of new albums. I know Anna Birch is one album that I want to bring. I don't know what Dylan's got lined up for us, but I'm sure there's going to be some fun stuff in Japanese there. Japanese stuff. Japanese <laughs> stuff. Oh yeah, there's a new album by Ling Toss Tasty coming out. So uh, get hyped, get excited. Band, and band made as well. Band made as yeah. well. So it might be another, <laughs> like a tourism episode. Um, so thanks for joining us and uh, we will see you guys next time. Oh yeah. And by the way, just second week that we're doing this, but we're on Twitter now at Kill Shuffle we're on Facebook Kill Shuffle um, the Spotify playlist has been all sorted out so if you search Kill Shuffle you'll find us there there's no excuse um, that's how you can get caught up on all the music we listen to so enjoy that yes see you next time bye, bye.